This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show. It's Zoomer Radio's Theater of the Mind with Frank Proctor. Open your mind as we fill your head with amazing thrills, chills, <laughs> and laughs. Theater of the Mind, the best love programs from radio's golden age, only on Zoomer Radio. Now, here is your master storyteller, Frank Proctor. Well, thank you, and welcome to the show. Tonight we begin with one of the premier drama programs of the golden age of radio. It was subtitled, Radio's Outstanding Theater of Thrills, Suspense. The program focused on suspense thriller-type scripts. These rarely, uh, there rarely was a famous actor who did not appear in the series at one time. People who have graced the airwaves in this show, Jimmy Stewart, Cary Grant, Humphrey Bogart, Lucille Baltwell, and so many others. The series had a generous budget from its network, CBS. Formula plot devices were followed for all but a handful of episodes. The protagonist was usually a normal person, suddenly dropped into a threatening or bizarre situation. Situations were withheld until the last possible second, and evildoers were usually punished in the end. Tonight's episode is entitled, Fire Burn and Cauldron Bubble. The story of a famous actress who's murdered with a long blade through the eye while watching Macbeth. Ooh, scary stuff. As Richard Diamond, private detective. Hello there, this is Diamond. Well, it's Christmas Eve. And every year about this time, my business takes a big nosedive. People usually pack up their troubles and start unpacking colored lights and Christmas tree ornaments. So tonight, instead of telling you about one of my hair raising exploits, we're going to tell you a Christmas story. So with apologies to Mr. Charles Dickens, we'd like to bring you an adaptation of one of his most famous stories, The Christmas Carol. Now, I'd uh, better explain something first. This version isn't exactly the way you've heard it many times before, because the particular type of characters I usually get mixed up with, this story is written to fit their talents and characteristics. Different from the Dickens original, certainly, but we feel that this story could easily happen today, anywhere. Like maybe right here in New York on a little side street just off the Bowery. So now I'd like to introduce our characters. Mr. Ebenezer Scrooge will be played by my good friend and guiding hand of the 5th Precinct Homicide Division. Lieutenant Walter Levinson. What? Otis. <clears throat> the character of Jacob Marley will be played by one of my dearest friends and constant companions. Otis, that's you. Yeah? Oh, uh, Sergeant Otis Loveloon. Loveloon. <laughs> Watch. Oh, sorry, sorry. Helen. Uh, Tiny Tim will be played by our corner newsboy. Johnny Rollins. Uh, Tiny Tim's mother will be played by my red-headed gal friend. 
Helen Asher. The rest of the characters will be played by members of the 5th Precinct Police Station. Officer O'Reilly. Officer Lund. Officer Lefkowitz. Sergeant Miller. (laughs) The music will be furnished by the 5th Precinct Police Band, directed by Patrolman Worth. And now, our version of the Christmas classic, Charles Dickens' A Christmas Carol. Once upon a time, there was a nasty old guy named Ebenezer Scrooge. He was nasty, all right. He didn't like anything, except maybe all the dough he could get his hands on. Scrooge had a little business that he started with his partner, Jacob Marley. The outfit was known as Scrooge and Marley Loan Company. But one day, poor old Marley just up and keeled over. So the boys along the big street gave him a nice funeral, and old Scrooge took over the business. Well, Marley had been dead for seven years, and Scrooge lived alone in his little room over the office. And for a hobby, he hated everybody. He had a young guy working for him by the name of Bob Cratchit. Bob had a wife and four kids and made just enough to make ends meet. Scrooge used to ride him all the time. When it got so cold the polar bears complained, Cratchit would turn on the little heater. And Scrooge would say, Cratchit! What do you think you're doing? Turning on the heat, that's what I'm doing. My fingers look like popsicles. Well, I don't care if they come in six delicious flavors. Every time you turn on that heater, it costs me money. Business is not good, so get back to your work and turn off the heat. Oh, now look, Mr. Scrooge, I'm freezing. Now, this pen ain't guaranteed to write under ice. I tell you once more, get back to your work. Okay, Mr. Scrooge. I don't know why you worry about business. Why not just put up a sign, turn the joint into a skating rink? Well, this was no time for any decent guy to act like that. It was Christmas Eve. Along about five o'clock into the office came Scrooge's nephew, Fred. Well, Merry Christmas, Bob. Oh, Merry Christmas, Fred. You get back to your work, Cratchit. Okay. Yeah. Well, uh, Merry Christmas, Uncle. Oh, swell. Merry Christmas. Uh, Humbug. Humbug? Yeah, humbug. My old man didn't like Christmas, and that's what he used to say. Humbug. Okay, humbug. But it's still Christmas, and I don't see where you get off not liking it. This is supposed to be the time everybody gets with it. Everything stops. It ain't much good, and you put your arm around the next guy, you tell him Merry Christmas. I'll put my arm around you with a hammer on the end of it if you don't lay off that goodwill stuff. Look, what's with you? What have you got against Christmas? You show me a way to make a hundred bucks every Christmas, and I'll fall in love with it. Every time the holidays roll around, nobody pays their bills, and they all run around like they own the Chrysler building. Look at you. Sixty bucks a week and you're coming on like Rockefeller. Well, sure, I make a lousy sixty bucks, but it ain't easy. But once a year, something happens with everybody in this big world. Well, nearly everybody. (sighs) Because this is a day that somebody else started to make things right for us. And he had a really tough time doing it. It's more than just remembering it. It's feeling. It's all around you. Christmas has got to be merry. Don't you get it? You want me to be merry? Well, sure. Then go get some of these joyous clients of mine to pay off their loans. The missus asked me to invite you over for dinner tomorrow. Now, don't hold your breath. Okay. Merry Christmas, Bob. Merry Christmas, Fred. Merry Christmas, Uncle. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Uh, Humbug. Late that evening, Scrooge went upstairs to his room, the room where Jacob Marley used to stay. 
It was dark in the little hall, and when Scrooge reached for the door, he looked up at the big brass knocker and saw... (gasps) Holy cow! I could have sworn that was old Jake's face in the knocker. I must be working too hard. So in he went. A little shaky after seeing Jake Marley's face, but he just passed it off his nerves. He closed the door and locked it, then went over and sat down in front of the fireplace. He got a fire going and started to relax. But every tile around the fireplace started looking like Jake Marley's face. Oh, now, come on, Abe, old boy. You've got to get hold of yourself. This is ridiculous. And I haven't touched a drop in weeks. He got up and walked around the room a few times and went back and sat on again. He stretched, rested his head on the back of the chair. From somewhere, a bell started chiming, and Scrooge sat straight up in his chair. He heard something else, too. Something from downstairs. What the... Oh, now, what is that? What's going on? Who's that? Come on, who's out there? Then all of a sudden, it came right through the wall. Marley! Jake Marley! Oh, no, no! I got to stop eating lobster. Oh, it couldn't be. Hey, what's with you? Who are you? Jake Marley. Who else? You're dead. The deadest. But nevertheless, Jake Marley. His ghost. You are very sharp today, Scrooge, old boy. I don't believe it. You got eyes, ain't you? Yeah, and I got a bad stomach, too. That's who you are. Nothing but a bad case of indigestion. You don't think I'm a ghost, huh? Okay, maybe a good scare will change your mind. Oh, no, 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 no. Stay away from me. I believe you. You sold on the idea? Yeah, yeah, but why do you got to come to see me? Regulations. Every man is supposed to live his life and help his buddies. If he don't do it while he's alive, then he's got to do it after he kicks off. Now, stop that. Hey, what's with all those chains and things you got wrapped around you? Oh, these... Well, this here chain is like my life. Each one of these links is something I did wrong. But why do you have to hold it around with you? Why don't you check it someplace? Scrooge, old boy, when we was in business together, I never took time out to do any good. I just kept making a buck and figured that was enough. Well, now I got to pay for it. I got to haul this chain around and try to make up for all the things I didn't do When I was alive. But why come to me? Because you're going to end up just like me, unless we do something in a hurry. Now, I haven't got much time, so you better listen. Oh, I don't want to be like you. I'll listen. Okay. You're going to have three visitors. You're going to be haunted by three spirits. Oh, no. It's the only way you can keep from being like me. When you hear that bell strike one... The first one will be here. Well, I got to be going. You won't see me again, but you remember what I told you. So long, Scrooge, old boy. Your goosebumps can relax now. After the ghost took off, Scrooge just refused to believe it. Ah, nuts. It's ridiculous. Humbug. Then he climbed into the sack and was soon snoring up a storm. When Scrooge awoke, it was still dark, and the bell from the church on 53rd Street was striking 12. He laid awake listening and thinking to himself. Just a dream. Ghosts. Bah! Finally, he dropped off again and slept for about an hour. 
Then the big bell struck one. One o'clock and I don't see no ghost. I knew it was something I ate. All of a sudden, a big light flashed in the room. The first of the spirits stood before him. Oh, Jake was right. Are you the first spirit that Jake said would come to haunt me? Yeah, you know it. Well, who are you? Me? I'm the ghost of Christmas past. Yeah? How long past? Your past. Come on, we're going to take a walk. Well, where are we going? Just relax. I'm running this tour. Oh, well, let me get my pants. Uh, you got them. Hey, they're on me. With that, the ghost of Christmas past grabbed Scrooge by the hand and they both flew out of the window. Scrooge nearly lost his upper plate. But before he could yell for help, he was standing in front of a dirty, ramshackle old tenement building. You uh, know where you are? Sure, I know where I am. This is where I was brought up. Even the garbage cans are the same. You had a pretty tough time when you were a kid, didn't you? The toughest. I wasn't very big, and the rest of the kids in the neighborhood were. I had more black eyes than a crow. You want to go in? What for? To see your folks. My folks died a long time ago. They're in there now. Come on. Well, the ghost took old Scrooge into the building and showed him a Christmas years past when he was a child with his family. Lord, it was tough living in two little rooms like that. But Scrooge remembered how wonderful it really was. <laughs> What's the matter, Scrooge? Huh? Oh, got something in my eye. You were pretty lonely when your folks, uh, when they... Yeah. You know, there was a young kid that came around earlier this evening and sang some carols. I wish... Yeah, uh, what do you wish? Oh, nothing. Come on. I want to show you another Christmas. The spirit showed him another Christmas and still another. And you know, no matter how tough Scrooge remembered his childhood had been, it always seemed that Christmas was wonderful. Then the spirit took him to a building down to the river where Scrooge got his first job. They went inside and seated behind a desk, Scrooge spotted Fizzywig. Well, I'll be darned. It's old Fezziwig alive again. And there's Dick Wilkins. He was a good boy. We got along great. He liked me. Okay, everybody, it's Christmas Eve. You can knock off and have yourself a good time. You better lock up, Dick. Sure, right away, Mr. Fezziwig. And don't look so unhappy, Ebenezer. It's Christmas. Come on home with me and tear into a big turkey. All locked up, Dick? Yes, sir. Ready, Ebenezer? Yes, sir. Okay, let's go and have Merry Christmas, you two. Yeah. Merry Christmas, Merry Mr. Christmas, Mr. Fezziwig. Mr. Fezziwig. Merry Christmas. Then the spirit took Scrooge over to Fezziwig's house, and they saw the wonderful party that Mrs. Fezziwig had gotten together. Scrooge watched and remembered, and the spirit said, Wasn't Fezziwig a stupid, sentimental old goat? Oh, yeah. Well, let me tell you something. He was a great guy, he was. You know... What, Scrooge? I was just thinking about Bob Cratchit, who works for me. I think I'd like to do something for him. You know he's got a wife and four kids? Is that right? Yeah, four kids. Come on, I've seen enough. Okay, but you've got to see these things if you want to get squared away. And believe me, brother, you need squaring away. Let's go home, Scrooge. 
Before he knew it, Scrooge was back in his little room and the spirit was gone. Scrooge was pretty beat and he climbed into bed and dropped into a heavy sleep. What's that? It's two o'clock. Hey, that light in the other room. I got burglars. Hey, Scrooge. Scrooge, come on in. Who is that? What are you doing in the other room? Come on in. Take a look. It's pretty nifty. Hey, what is this? What have you done to the room? It looks like Macy's window. Where'd you get all the holly and the mistletoe? And how'd you get it in here? You like it? Oh, for Pete's sake, a Christmas tree. Who are you? The ghost of Christmas present. Now, don't tell me you don't like the way I fix things up. I work pretty hard. Oh, the second ghost. Okay, take me wherever you want to go, but believe me, the next time I try the train. Come on, let's go. Now, what do you see? Oh, I see... Bright-colored lights. People having a lot of fun. Kids on sleighs. See that building over there? The one with the big wreath on the front door? I got 2020. That's where Bob Cratchit lives. He works for me. Hey, look. There's Bob now. Yes, going into the house. Up all those stairs to the fifth floor. And he's got his little boy on his back. Tiny Tim. Yeah. Got polio last summer. Pretty sick little boy. I know. Bob said he'd need a lot of care if he was ever going to walk again. Let's take a peek. Hi. Hello, honey. You and Tim have a good time? Best. Didn't we, Tim? Yeah, Dad. We watched all the kids on the block on their sleds. Mom, will I ever be able to ride a sled? Of course, Tim. Won't he, dear? Sure thing, Roughneck. Next Christmas, you'll be out there doing belly whoppers with the rest of them. Dad, what's the matter? Your eyes are all wet. <laughs> Nothing, Tim. I just got some snow in them. Want some dinner, Tim? Oh, Mom, stew for Christmas. I'm sorry, Tim. Oh, that's okay, Mom. I like stew. Bob, will you please say grace? Can I say something first, Mom? Of course, Tim. What would you like to say? God bless us. Everyone. What's the matter, Scrooge, old boy? Got some snow in your eyes, too? Tell me something. Sure, if I can. What about Tiny Tim? Oh, can't say for sure. But if his old man makes enough money next year to get the right doctors, little Tim will get along just fine. But times are tough. Aren't they, Scrooge? Yeah. Now the spirit of Christmas present took Scrooge to many places and showed him a lot of happiness and a lot of misery. And finally, back to his little room, and the spirit was gone. Oh, I don't know whether I can take much more of this. Then a new ghost drifted in. This was the worst yet. He was really done up for haunting. He was all dressed in black with one arm sticking out and pointing right at poor old Scrooge. This was the last one of the spirits. Scrooge's knees sounded like castanets on a reducing machine. Okay, okay, you don't have to tell me. You're the ghost of the Christmas that hasn't come yet. You I'm really scared of. 
The ghost took off as Scrooge right after him. The city disappeared and Scrooge found himself in the outskirts of town standing in the graveyard. The night was howling like it was mad. And as Scrooge looked down, he saw... Hey, what's this? What's this stone? The black spirit stood still and pointed. So Scrooge leaned down and pulled away the bushes and saw it was a tombstone. Well, there's a name here. Ebenezer Scrooge. Oh, no. No. Look, not this. Believe me, I don't want this. I know I've done wrong, but I'm not kidding. I really know what Christmas means. It doesn't mean just today or tomorrow. It's every day. Every day of your life. I swear I'll do better. Only take me away from this. Let me try. Let me try to make Christmas right for me and everybody else. Please don't let this happen. Give me another chance. Well, don't just stand there. Put your arm back in. You'll catch cold. Well, say something. Suddenly, Scrooge dropped to his knees and reached out for the spirit. But something happened. The spirit started to shrink. Then it collapsed. And when Scrooge looked up... What the... My bedpost. My own bedpost. I'm home. Oh, thank goodness. I lived the past and the present and the future, and now I'm home. Hallelujah. Spirits, wherever you are, believe me. From now on, things are going to be different. Oh, yeah. And thanks. Hey, boy. Yeah? What day is this? It's Christmas. What's with you? Christmas? Oh, boy, oh, boy, oh, boy. I haven't missed it. The spooks did it all in one night. Boy. Yeah? Oh, it's you, Mr. Scrooge. How many papers have you got? I don't know. One. Well, here's five bucks. Throw them away and go have yourself a Merry Christmas. Gee, thanks, Mr. Scrooge. And a Merry Christmas to you. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, boy, say that again. No, 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 the other. You mean Merry Christmas? Yeah, that's it. Merry Christmas. Okay, okay, I'm coming. What's the matter with you? Can't you see the store's closed? Look, mister, this is... Eb. Ebenezer Scrooge. Merry Christmas, Barney. Huh? Hey, you been drinking? Not a drop. Well, what's the matter with you? Ain't you going to wish me a Merry Christmas? Wish? Oh, oh, sure, sure. Come on in. Uh, Wife's upstairs with her mother, but I got a bottle in the back. I think maybe you better have something. Something strong. Uh, Look, your grocery store's closed, but you could still sell me a turkey, couldn't you? Well, I don't know. You got a couple? They'll just go to waste. What do you want a turkey for? You've been eating at the automat every Christmas for the last seven years. Oh, it's not for me. But nevertheless, I have been invited to my nephew Fred's house for a Christmas dinner. Well, then who's the bird for? Bob Cratchit. You know, the young guy that works for me. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. How much you going to charge him? Here's 20 bucks. That ought to be enough for the bird. No, no, no. It ain't worth that much. You sure you ain't been into something? Well, if it's too much, give the rest to your kid and have him deliver the turkey to Cratchit's house. Here's the address, and don't tell Cratchit who sent the thing. Okay? Okay. Merry Christmas, Barney. Yeah, Merry Christmas. Well, old Scrooge went back to his rooms and took an out, took out an old blue suit out of the mothball. He shook it out, put a few creases in it, went out into the street. The old boy was really with it. Everybody he passed, he greeted them with Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. 
Merry Christmas. Huh? Oh, Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Merry Christmas. Scrooge went to church and gave a large donation, and Father McCarthy nearly forgot his sermon. And then Scrooge went out on the street again and down into the Bowery. God bless you, sir, and a Merry Christmas. Isn't it, though? He kept walking and having a great time. Later that afternoon, he arrived at his nephew's house. Well, what the... Merry Christmas, Fred. I've come to dinner. Oh, my gosh. Here, I brought you some presents. Oh, my gosh. Now, don't thank me. It's Christmas, remember? Oh, my gosh. Next morning, Scrooge was early at the office. If he could just catch Cratchit coming in late. And he did. Bob was a good 21 minutes late. Cratchit? Oh, no. You're 21 minutes late. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm sorry, Mr. Scrooge. I had a big evening last night. You did, huh? You know what I told you if I caught you fancy putting it in here late again. Okay, so I'm canned. You think you got it coming? Oh, I'm too tired to argue, Mr. Scrooge. Jobs are tough enough, and I hate to lose this one, but I'm just too tired. A raise would help, huh? That's the silliest question of the year. Then you got it. It's in that envelope. What? Yeah, and maybe after we see how the funds are, we can do something about Tiny Tim. I I don't get it. A raise? You want to do something about Tim? I don't get it. Sure you do, Bob. Haven't you heard? It's Christmas. Now, go on home, take the day off. Take the week off. Come back when you feel like it. Merry Christmas. Uh, Mr. Scrooge? Yeah? Merry Christmas. And Scrooge really did it. He was as good as his word, better even. He made it the merriest Christmas ever. And later, things got better, and he took care of tiny Tim. And sure enough, Tim was out on his sled the next Christmas, doing belly whoppers with the best of them. Every Christmas thereafter, all along the big street, it was said, if anyone knew how to make Christmas merry, old Ebenezer Scrooge was that one. And I hope that can really be said about all of us, just like tiny Tim said. God bless us, everyone. That's right, Tim. God bless us, everyone. Helen? That was wonderful. Not quite the way Dickens wrote it, but it meant the same thing. Oh, you really like it, baby? Oh, I loved it. No reason in the world why old Scrooge couldn't have been living right here today. You've got the spirit, and that's what counts. How did you like it, Walt? Rick, I gotta hand it to you. It was really great. Uh, Lieutenant? Yeah, what is it, Otis? Uh, how'd I do in the play? You were magnificent, Sergeant. Y- you know... I'll bet if I studied for a couple of weeks, I'd get me a part on Broadway. To be or not to be? That's the question. Oh, no. Now, Walt, leave him alone. Oh, sure, sure. Uh, Monsieur Otis. Huh? Wouldst thou accompany me over to the punch bowl for a short flagon of nectar? Sure, I wouldst. See you later, Helen, Rick. Yeah. Come on, Barrymore. Let's see if the punch bowl fits your head. <laughs> oh, aren't they lovely? You want something to eat? Uh, hey, wait a minute. What's the matter? Listen. They're out here by this window. Come on, let's go listen. Oh, 
something with them. Oh, no, honey. I don't want to loss at the end. Please, Rick. Come on. All right, all right. I'll I tell you what I'll do. Everybody usually sings Christmas songs about snow. I'm going to sing one about sunshine. It's called Melikalikimaka. Melikalikimaka? Well, it means Merry Christmas in Hawaiian. In Hawaiian? Sure. It's a brand new song. They love it over there, and we'll love it here. Kalikimaka is the thing to say, and Haolimaka hee-hee-ho. That's our Christmas greeting in Hawaii, and a happy new year, too. The hope that Christmas may be green and bright The sun to shine by day and all the stars at night Meili Kalikimaka is Hawaii's way To say Merry Christmas to you Christmas to everybody. Stay tuned for Phil Harris and Alice Fay next on Theater of the Mind. Time now for the lighter side of life as we join Phil Harris and his wife Alice Fay in a program that first aired in 1950. It's the new Gay Family series starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. Brought to you by the Jell-O family of desserts. J-E-L-L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca puddings. Yes, sorry. And now Lucille Ball with Richard Denning as Liz and George Cooper. Two people who live together and like it. As we look in on the Coopers today, they're in the living room preparing to decorate their Christmas tree. George is snipping a twig here and one there to balance the tree, and Liz is just bringing in the ornaments. 
Here are the Christmas tree ornaments. Oh, George, you never know when to stop. <laughs> Look what you've done to that tree. Oh, I just want it to be symmetrical, that's all. <laughs> I only cut a few twigs off the top. A few twigs. I'm up to my spine and pine. Good heavens, is that the same tree we had a minute ago? Yes, George wants to be different. We'll have the only Christmas tree in town with a butch haircut. <laughs> Go on now, get a new tree. Tell you what, I'll buy you a tree on Monday. They'll be much cheaper then. Oh, how could I have married a man with no sentiment? I wonder if it's too late to have our marriage annulled. Yeah, you better not try it. I might not take you back again. <laughs> you might not take me back again. Ha! <laughs> that does it. Now I wouldn't marry you again if you were the last woman in the world. If I was the last woman in the world, I wouldn't have to get married. <laughs> Touche. Oh, don't worry, George. I'll keep you, you unromantic, dull, old, wonderful you. <laughs> Thank you. Too bad we didn't live in the old days. We could just jump in our sleigh and go caroling out into the woods after a Christmas tree. Ah, nobody ever did that. That's propaganda. It is not. I'll show you. Where's that Christmas card the Roni sent us? I'll take your word Here for it. Here it is. But... See the picture? A beautiful little country scene with people riding along in a sleigh and caroling. See? You know what that is? They're dragging in back of the sleigh. One of the carolers had too much eggnog? <laughs> no, that's a Yule log. Mm. That's what they did in those days. They were more full of spirit then. Mm. Especially, especially that guy they're dragging behind the sleigh. Oh, now stop it. George, let's get a sleigh and a bunch of people and go out and sing Christmas carols. Oh, be sensible, Liz. What are you going to do? Go down to Honest Chris Kringles and buy a used sleigh? <laughs> well, why not? Maybe we could get one that was only pulled by an elderly reindeer from Pasadena. <laughs> Go on now. Run along and get me a new tree. All right. Where's my coat? George. Hmm? Here. I'll give you one last chance to prove you have a soul. Now, if I can get a sleigh someplace, will you go caroling with me? I think I can safely say yes. Okay, that's a challenge. I'll get one or my name isn't Gladys Cramhopper. <laughs> Gladys Cramhopper? That isn't your name. I know. I'm not taking any chances. <laughs> Hello. Sam's Livery Stable? I'd like to rent a sleigh. Sleigh. S-L-A-Y. <laughs> E-Y? E-I-G-H. Are you kidding? Oh, you do? Well, how much is it? What do you mean, with or without reindeer? No, this is not Santa Claus. Goodbye. Oh, it's no use, Katie. Nobody in town rents slaves. Oh, too bad. Have we got a cuckoo clock? Oh, it's Mr. Wood from next door. Oh, I'll let him in. Close the door. What's the matter? <laughs> Mrs. Cooper, could I hide out in your house for a few minutes? Hide out? What's wrong, Mr. Wood? It's Christmas vacation, and my 11 children are with me 24 hours a day. <laughs> my house is like living in the... My, it's quiet in here. <laughs> well, 11 children must be quite a problem on Christmas. Tell me, do they all hang up their stockings? You wouldn't believe it. Stockings on the mantel, stockings on the chairs, stockings on the curtains. 
It looks like the washing machine exploded in the living room. Oh, I'll bet you love every minute of it. Uh, well, I must admit it's nice on Christmas morning when we all gather in front of the tree. Mrs. Wood, myself, and the 11 children. I'll bet you can't see the tree for the woods. <laughs> you get it? See, your name is Wood, and then Mrs. I... Mrs. Cooper. What? That joke is one of my oldest friends. <laughs> if one of our children hasn't made up that joke by the time he's five, we throw him away. <laughs> Well, I guess it's safe for me to go home now. The Battle of Santa Claus should be about over. Battle? Yes. Every year the believers beat up on the non-believers. <laughs> of course, there are more believers, counting Mrs. Wood and myself. You believe in Santa Claus? Certainly. I don't know who's been filling my children with those lies about his not being real. Oh, well, you're just the man I want, Mr. Wood. Can you carol? Oh, like a lark. <laughs> Deck the halls with the boughs of holly. Fa la 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 la. Oh, Tis the season to be jolly. Fa la 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 la. God, we know our gay apparel. Fa la 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 la. I'm sorry, I got carried away. <laughs> Mr. Wood, uh, let me tell you my problem. I want to get a group together and go caroling. Oh, jolly. <laughs> but, but we haven't got a sleigh. Oh, well, let's see now. Where can we get... I know, I know there's one down at the antique store, and I know the owner, Joe Gundelfinger. Joe Gundelfinger? That's an odd name. You should have heard it before he changed it. <laughs> changed it? Yes, his name used to be Joe Gundlefoot. <laughs> well, do you think that Mr. G uh, uh, Joe would uh, rent it to us or lend it to us? Well, I'm sure of it. He's a very good friend of mine. Come on, let's go down there. It's just a few blocks. Oh, George will be so surprised. Let's go. God rest you, merry gentlemen. <laughs> Here it is, Mrs. Cooper. Gundelfinger's Antique Shop. Oh, and there's the sleigh. Gosh, it's an old rickety one. Well, he just keeps it in the front yard as sort of an ornament. But I think it'll work. Yeah, well, if we take the pots of ivy out of it. So let's go in and see if you'll let us have it. Oh, the door's closed. Oh, no, wait. There's a note on the door there. Uh, what yeah. does it say? Closed Friday at court having my name changed again. <laughs> Signed, Joe Gundelfinger. P.S. Watch for grand opening of Smith's Antique Store. <laughs> oh, that's too bad. He had to pick today to change his name. Well, let's just borrow the sleigh. He won't mind. Well... Oh, uh, come on. Well, how will we get it home? Maybe he has some antique reindeer. I think we can drag it. Oh, gee, it looks too heavy. Oh, don't underestimate me, Miss Cooper. I'm a regular Samson. Huh. It, <laughs> uh, what's the matter, Samson? Have your hair cut? <laughs> oh, here comes Mr. Negley. Maybe he can help you pull it. Little Mr. Negley or Mrs. Cooper. If Samson can't pull it, 
What help will Delilah be? <laughs> oh, Mr. Wood, you shouldn't talk like that. He can't help it if he's small. Good morning, Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> Good morning, Delilah. I mean, Mr. Negley. Good morning, Mr. Negley. Good morning, Mr. Wood. Mr. Negley, you're just in time. We're trying to get this sleigh home. Will you help us pull it? Oh, I'd like to, but I just couldn't. I've been delivering mail since 7 o'clock this morning. I'm plum poop. <laughs> well, I guess you mailmen have to expect a lot of work at Christmas time. <laughs> Christmas? So that's what it is. <laughs> Mr. Negley, you're pulling my leg. Oh, Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> <laughs> You know, I'm, I'm glad that this is the end of my route. You know, I have so much mail I can't carry my bag. I put it on a sled and drag it around after me. Yeah, well, that makes sense. It's fun, too. When the mail's gone, I belly whop all the way home. <laughs> I'm pretty good at it, too. Well, I used to be the block champion. Oh, so did I. I can still beat all my 11 kids. I bet I can even beat both of you belly whopping. Well, you should. You got more to whop with than we have. <laughs> Mrs. Cooper. <laughs> Look, this isn't getting the sleigh home. We're going to have a sleighing party, Mr. Negley. Oh, uh, can you sing? Sing? Dig the holes with bows of holly. Fa la 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 la. <laughs> Let's take him along anyway. <laughs> Oh, say, I have a better idea. Let me run home and get my motorcycle. We can pull the sleigh with that. Oh, good. I'll sled home. That'll be faster. Okay. Cooper gets here. Oh, where is George, anyhow? Well, I'm all set. I brought my blanket, my mittens, my earmuff, and a hot toddy bottle. You mean a hot water bottle? Just for that, you can't drink out of it. <laughs> I've got a thermos full of hot chocolate. Will you be warm enough, Turtle Dove? Oh, yes. I've got on my galoshes and an extra pair of longies. Oh, here comes George. Hi, George! Hey, what's going on? I told you I could get a sleigh. Come on, we're going caroling and bring home a Yule log. Oh, now, Liz. You promise. Come on, get in the sleigh. Hang on tight, everybody. All set, Mr. Negley? Enchanted. Here we go. Up, Donder. Down, Negley. Up, motor. Down, cycle. Hey, Mr. Negley, come back for us. You forgot to put the harness on it. Back to the Coopers. The sleigh proved too much of a load for Mr. Negley's motorcycle, and we find our old-fashioned carolers heeding that old-fashioned advice, get a horse. They're trudging down the street, horseward bound. 
It's only a couple of blocks further. Katie, are you sure the milkman will lend us his horse? He said he would on the phone. Oh, it's cold. Let's keep moving, huh? Yeah, my goosebumps are nudging each other to keep warm. <laughs> Gee, look in that window. Those people have a fire in the fireplace. Doesn't that look good? Yeah. Oh, I bet it's warm in there. Hey, I got a wonderful idea. We're supposed to be carolers. Well, let's serenade this house. Maybe they'll ask us in. Oh, good idea. Uh, what do we sing? Well, how about jingle bells? Okay. Uh, give us the key. Huh? Give us the key. Oh, I don't bother with keys. I just sing. Here we go. One, two, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle, bell, jingle, bell, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride the one horse open sleigh. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Oh, what fun it is to ride the one horse open sleigh. Oh, oh, look, look, someone's coming to the window. Oh, Carolers. Yes? Come a little closer to the window. Oh, come on. He wants to thank us. Well, mister, how did you like it? Oh, 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 we had to pick Scrooge's house. Oh, are, are you enjoying your old-fashioned Christmas, Liz? Oh, shut up and help me chip this water off. Would you like some hot chocolate? I brought the thermos along. Oh, Katie, you're a lifesaver. Oh, the cork is stuck. Here, I'll hold the top. I don't know what he got so mad about. It sounded pretty good to me. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Well, how do you like that? What? I had this thermos cup in my hand, and that man dropped a quarter in it. <laughs> this may be the start of a great new business. <laughs> jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Let me see your license. License? What for? Caroling? No, panhandling. <laughs> now, just a minute. We weren't panhandling. This cup is for hot chocolate. Sure, and you always sweeten it with a lump of money. <laughs> oh, that was just a coincidence. Katie was trying to get the cork out, and I was just holding the cup out like this, and I... Merry Christmas, lady. Now, wait a minute. <laughs> Not panhandling, eh? I knew the minute I looked at you, you were a bunch of bums. Oh, yeah? Well, this bum here happens to be George Cooper. Now, now, let me handle this, Liz. Uh, officer, I'm George Cooper, vice president of the Sheridan Falls National Bank. What? Yeah, and these other bums are important people, too. Liz, please. Uh, we were just caroling, officer. Well, I don't know. I, uh... Oh, oh, listen to that beautiful speaking voice. Huh? Oh, I'll bet you sing a wonderful bass. Oh, it's not so good. Oh, come on, give us the honor of singing one song with you. Well, I'm on duty, but... Uh, <clears throat> uh, jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle... Oh, go on and get out of here and no more caroling. Oh, well, Merry Christmas. Jingle bells, jingle bells. Yes? What is it? What's the matter? I, I, I'd like to report it a stolen vehicle, please. Yeah. Well, uh, wait till I get my book out and I'll take down all the details. Okay. Uh, what's your name? Smith. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, no? No, my name is Gundelfinger. <laughs> it wouldn't be Smith for a couple of weeks yet. <laughs> Why? Are you getting married? 
no, no. I'm, I'm, I'm just changing my name. It's still Gundelfinger. <laughs> uh, Gundelfinger. Yeah. Uh, G U. You wouldn't like to come back in a couple of weeks and report this, would you? <laughs> no, no, no. I, I want to catch the teeth right now. Okay. Uh, what was the license number? It didn't have a license number. It was just out in front of my shop with Ivy in it. <laughs> Ivy who? <laughs> just Ivy. Little leaves and stems. <laughs> Yes. Uh, what was the make? Uh, a flexible flyer. Huh? <laughs> yeah, what's their big model? Oh, sedan, huh? No. No, no. One horse open. <laughs> what kind of an automobile was this? It wasn't an automobile. It was a sleigh. <laughs> and I, I gotta get it back. I need that sleigh for Christmas. Yes, of course. And when did you first notice it was missing, Mr. Claus? <laughs> no, 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 please, Gundelfinger. <laughs> you don't understand. It's an antique sleigh, and I got a customer who's going to buy it for a Christmas present. He's going to make a lamp out of it. <laughs> yes, of course. I'll keep my eyes open. I'll look in back of every horse I see. <laughs> oh, thank you. Still enough, heilige Come on. Come on, horsey. Come on, horsey. Just two more blocks and we'll hit you up and have a real old-fashioned sleigh ride. Oh, I think it was real nice of the milkman to lend us his horse. Come on, let's sing again. One, two, three. Jingle bells, jingle bells, jingle all the way. Just a minute, let's dispense with all this singing. Hi, officer. Sheesh. It's you again, them bums. See, you got someone to sing in my place. Oh, the horse. Well, I can explain. Yeah, no, let me guess. You just happened to hold out a cup, and someone dropped a horse into it. <laughs> Officer, I know it looks bad. Now, you go home and stay there. I'm going to just charge this off to Christmas madness. First, some crackpot reports a stolen sleigh. Now I find you with a singing horse. A stolen sleigh? Uh, uh, who was it stolen from? You wouldn't believe the man's name if I told it to you. <laughs> now run along, and if I catch you out again, I'm going to run you in. Understand? Oh yes, and thank you, Merry Gundel, uh, uh, Happy, uh, Merry Christmas, Officer. Come on, everybody, let's go. <laughs> Taking this sleigh back to Gintelfunger. Uh, Fing- <laughs> oh, George, let's take a little ride. Nothing doing. Just a little eensy-teensy one. You heard what the cop said. This is stolen property. Oh, but that cop's the only one who knows, and, and we'll be out of his district in a minute. We can take the sleigh back later. No. Well, let's take a boat. What do you three in the back seat say? Oh, I'd like to go for a long ride. I like holding your hand under the blanket, Katie. Why, Katie... I like holding your hand, too, Katie. Why, Katie! 
I don't know what either of you are talking about. Both my hands are in my pocket. Let go of my hand, Mr. Negley. <laughs> Sorry. Come on, horse. This is no time to stop. Get up. What's the matter with him? Stop! Stop that slide! Oh, look, look down at the corner. Here comes that cop. Let's oh. get out of here, Liz. Come on, horse. Get going. Oh, no, he stopped again. Get up, darn it. This is no time to play games. Get up! Stop in the name of the law! Oh, well, that's better. Hey, this horse is a stool pigeon. He's turning us over to that cop. I'm afraid this is part of the milkman's route. Oh, no! <laughs> oh, fine. The horse is stopping at each house to deliver milk. Let's get out and run for it. No, no, give me those reins, Liz. I'll get him off the route. And turn left at this corner. That'll do it. Okay. Come on, horse. We're turning here. He won't turn. Come on, horse. We're going left. Left, do you hear? Careful, George. He's breaking out. Oh, great. Stranded in the middle of an intersection with a hot sleigh. Hands up, all of you. I got you covered. Hi, officer. Because I wanted to go and get a Yule log. Save your breath. You're coming to the station. But it's Christmas time. I know. And I'm going to give you a little present. It's a cell marked, do not open till after Christmas. <laughs> Look, officer, we were really on our way back to Gundelfingers to return the sleigh. He's a very good friend of mine. Well, I'll go with you and be sure you do return it. And I'll give you exactly ten to get it out of this intersection. One. But we don't have a horse. How can we get it out? Two. That's your worry. Three. All right, fellas, get down there. What? Oh, you get down there and pull. I'll steer. Five. Oh, wait till I get you homeless. I'll take this shaft. Uh, Would you and Negley take the other? Six. Come on, boys. That's the old Yule spirit. Seven. Hey, you're moving it. Yule train. Hiya. Hiya, Yule Yes, Lucille, what's on the agenda for tonight? Well, you don't have to get nasty about it. <laughs> I just wanted to tell you what we're going to do. We're going to the North Pole. The North Pole? Yes, to visit Santa Claus. I'll be a little girl who's waited all year for Santa. Hey, are you Santa Claus, huh? Are you? Huh? Yeah, I'm Santa. Oh. Well, where's your red suit? And where's your reindeer? They're all put away. I'm not going anyplace this Christmas. Oh, you're not? Nope. Ah! Ah! <laughs> well, why should I? I've been giving away things for as long as I can remember. Nobody ever gave me anything. Well, if you go, I'll give you a, a, a live frog. I don't want one. 
Well, I'll, I'll give you some uh, bubble gum. No. Hardly chewed? <laughs> no. I'll give you a, I'll give you a sled and a big doll and I, and I'll even give you some jello. No, I'm not going Did you say jello? <laughs> you see that always gets him. Real jello? Yep. And it's six delicious flavors. Uh, strawberry and, and raspberry and raspberry and strawberry and, and lime and orange and lemon. With the flavor locked in by a special process so it can't get out till your first delectable spoonful. Uh-huh. So good it makes you think of the real ripe fruit itself. Uh-huh. <laughs> I can't wait to look for the big red letters on the box. I'll make my regular trip this year. Ho, 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 ho. <laughs> Merry Christmas, everybody. <laughs> you have been listening to My Favorite Husband, starring Lucille Ball with Richard Denning. And based on characters created by Isabel Scott Rorick. Tonight's program was produced and directed by Jess Oppenheimer, who wrote the script with Madeline Pugh and Bob Carroll Jr. Original music was composed by Marlon Skiles and conducted by Wilbur Hatch. The part of Katie, the maid, was played by Ruth Parrott. Watch for Lucille Ball in the Columbia picture Miss Grant Takes Richmond. And be sure to listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week. Presented by J-E-L-L. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. Oh, the big red letters stand for the Jell-O family. That's Jell-O. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O puddings. Yum, yum, yum. Jell-O tapioca puddings. Yes, sir. Listen to Lucille Ball in My Favorite Husband again next week. Bob Lamont speaking. Thank you for listening. Tomorrow night, it's Richard Diamond, followed by our Miss Brooks. Thanks to Paul Stringer and Joel Schoenwell for technical support. The executive producer for Theater of the Mind is Moses Neimer. I'm Frank Proctor. Have a great night. This podcast is proudly produced and presented by the Zoomer Podcast Network, home of great podcasts like Marilyn Lightstone Reads, Idea City on the Air, and The Garden Show.